Well, every blessing to you all. Welcome back to my open air pulpit. A bitterly cold March morning, but I wanted to come up to the pulpit anyway and uh, speak about the coronavirus, which continues to spiral out of control. But before we get to that particular bleak and depressing subject, a couple of positive uh, announcements to make. First of all, this Sunday, Lord willing, I will finish Exodus chapter 40. It's taken over two years to record the entire book of Exodus, so please join me 11 a.m. this Sunday morning as I attempt to finish the book of Exodus. It took me around nine years to finish uh, Genesis, and that began indoors and finished at the open air pulpit. Lord willing, once I finish Exodus, I want to look at Jonah, a tiny book, but a very interesting book. Uh, concerning the world's most famous fish <laughs> and how atheists love to mock the Jonah story and there are scientific proofs to affirm that people can survive being swallowed by a great fish looking forward to record Jonah and then Lord willing I will attempt to record the most in-depth study of my life uh, the book of Psalms most people read Psalms uh, for devotion and rightly so but I'm going to attempt to study Psalms from a doctrinal standpoint or from a doctrinal point of view it's going to be fascinating I'm going to give myself probably five years to work through the entire book of Psalms all 150 chapters so please join me this coming Sunday when I attempt to finish Exodus it's been a wonderful blessing like I say then Jonah then the book of Psalms. So like I said a few moments ago, I want to speak about the coronavirus from a very bitterly cold grey open air pulpit and it's kind of appropriate really because people are panicking all over the world. Italy is basically on lockdown. The Pope has still gone to ground. I read a report last night which alluded to the possibility that Donald Trump may perhaps have the coronavirus. That could be fake news of course and Earlier on this week, a British cabinet minister has contracted coronavirus and she is having to self-isolate. As of today, or as of last night, six deaths have come to the UK and no doubt by the time this video goes online, it will be probably into the double figures. It's going to go up and up and up and up and up. Are people ready? Absolutely not. Go back to 1918, like January. 1918 world war ii hadn't yet finished and that was a pretty grim war and one of the reasons why it's called the great war isn't because it was good but because it was awful horrendous like good friday not because it's good but because it's awful and no i'm not necessarily saying that jesus christ died on a friday as a quick footnote he probably died on a wednesday or a thursday but we use good friday uh, to reach out to unsaved people. We use Christmas to reach out to unsaved people and I would hope you would as well. But go back to 1918, World War One is slowly but surely coming to an end. It's been horrific for Britain, France and of course Russia. Sometimes we forget that Russia were fighting alongside us. America came into the war very late. America was a pacifist nation up until late 1917 and in World War II, same sort of a thing. America was very pacifist. 
a lot of advisors were advising the American president, especially during World War II, not to get involved in the war. And I'm thinking of uh, Joseph Kennedy, Joe Kennedy, uh, Ambassador Kennedy, as he was called. And of course, his son would be Jack Kennedy, the American president. But go back to 1918. During 1918, you had the Spanish flu. It was horrific. Half a billion people worldwide were affected and infected. Half a billion people. And out of that figure of half a billion people, around 100 million people died. It's hard to think, isn't it? It's 100 million people dying. Long, slow death, pretty awful. And I've seen posts and comments online. People saying, well, I'm ready to go, and that's good. You should be ready to go. And people say, I'm not too concerned about coronavirus, and that's good. Uh, you shouldn't fear. Uh, if you fear too much, it can become a snare. Word of God says how the fear of man can bring a snare, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But think of your loved ones. If you were to contract coronavirus, for example, you're in bed for days, perhaps weeks, you're coughing, you're sneezing, you can't sleep, you're restless, you're burning up with a fever, and your spouse or your closest and dearest will have to wait on you while you wait for the coronavirus to pass. It's pretty grim. It's pretty horrific. It can be avoided, of course, simply by washing hands and practicing better hygiene. But go back to 1918, like I said, the Spanish flu, as it was dubbed. And during 1918, five or six countries were at war, killing each other. Looking back in it now, it was a pointless war, like most wars. But of course, once the governments say mobilize, men mobilize. And of course, you were told from uh, Romans 13 to obey the powers that be. Well, you got these soldiers fighting in France and Belgium, pretty bleak, like I say. And if that wasn't bad enough. You got the Spanish flu coming all over the world, affecting half a billion people and up to 100 million people died. And I wonder what the church was doing back in 1918. I wonder what Bible believers like myself were telling people back in 1918. Were they preaching repentance? Were they preaching the gospel? Were they warning sinners to repent? So far, the Archbishop of Canterbury hasn't said a word. The Queen of England, head of the state church, hasn't said a word. No leader in Britain or America, Canada or Australia, New Zealand, no Western leader, as far as I know, have called for a day of prayer. And yet people are going to die. Look at Italy on lockdown. 60 million people affected by the killer coronavirus. The Pope, out of action, none of his charismatic priests or cardinals are being dispatched to Italy to rebuke the fever. And that's what it is, it is a fever. Jesus Christ would rebuke Simon Peter's mother-in-law's fever. And the popes all claim to be apostolic, so I will keep hammering this point home. If you believe in the sign gifts for today, get busy, get busy. Whether you are Catholic, Charismatic, Pentecostal, Calvinist, Armenian, it makes no difference. If you believe the Jewish absolute sign gifts are still for today, get busy. Italy would love to have your help. Parts of Spain are suffering pretty badly after our Lord's Day service last week. We all had a chat, a little group, about friends and family which aren't saved. And some are older than others, some are more stubborn than others, but they're all lost, basically and people are still resisting the call to repentance. 
it is true to say that once a person passes a point of no return and it's not always clear when that happens they become a reprobate it says over in ephesians chapter 4 that god will give them over to a reprobate mind and romans chapter 1 speaks about all of the sins that they will commit and also from romans chapter 1 if i go to romans chapter 1 quickly not only are unsaved people uh, committing sin to the flesh and those sins are numerous but also saved people can stray from the saviour get involved with sins and uh, become guilty of covetousness Romans 1 29 envy that's why so many squabbles take place online envy jealousy murder debate a lot of debates debating on the streets and uh, political debates deceit whisperers backbiters that's a thing that uh, Christian people can do haters of God concerning those that don't believe in the Lord and yet go to back to the book of Exodus which I've been working on for <laughs> over two years now and uh, it's been a wonderful uh, blessing and here Romans 1 30 is also explained to you way back in the Old Testament and yet who reads the Old Testament who cares about the Old Testament most Christians say but the Old Testament is dead and buried we don't waste time with the Old Testament Jesus Christ would quote the Old Testament numerous times so with the Apostle Paul most of the Old Testament incidentally hasn't yet been fulfilled so don't be so uh, quick don't be so glib to ignore the Old Testament Exodus chapter 20 look at verse 5 thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I the Lord thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation on them that hate me hate me god haters so you see catholics with their statues their idols and high anglicans can also be guilty of this having novenas worshiping mary praying to mary and even some christians can be responsible and guilty for this i remember watching a video a couple of years ago of one of peter ruttman's uh, famous baptist blowouts as they were called before he died and the camera panned back from the back of the church and as, as it was uh, zooming in huge picture a rutman on the wall and i thought it's a picture of an idol so even saved people can stray into idolatry romans 1 uh 31 covenant breakers without natural affection implacable and merciful who knowing the judgment of god not just in reference to the unsaved who have a conscience but they suppress it like i say but also in reference to saved people born again people that they which commit such things are worthy of death spiritual death and of course eternal death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them exodus 23 thou shalt have no other gods before me 
Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. There's your prohibition against idols, images, icons, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. The cherubim, of course, would be the exception. They were allowed to be uh, designed for the tabernacle and uh, temple. And five again, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. Why? For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God in the context uh, concerning the Jews, but throughout church history concerning anybody who's going to follow the Lord, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation on them that hate me. So he says idolatry is the equivalent to hating, uh, hating him and if you hate him you will, you will uh, create images, idols, icons. Pretty bleak I know. So 1918 pretty rough year like I say World War One finally ended Germany were crippled but I wonder what Christians were doing back in 1918 or how about 1939 to 1945 what were Christians in Germany doing or Christians in Japan there may have been some I am sure what were people saying back in 1918 when the Spanish flu was breaking were there calls to repent I know during World War Two uh, concerning Dunkirk when uh, Britain was almost at the point of collapse and the King of England uh, went to the country and said we need a day of prayer we have to rescue over a quarter of a million men that are stranded in beaches and on beaches all over France and my grandfather was one of those soldiers stranded on the beaches of France and the country went to prayer and it would appear that prayer was answered the Dunkirk rescue was a great success the British expedition force as they were called were rescued and uh, like I said my grandfather was one of those people present on the beaches and uh, he probably thought along with many of his men uh, he was a captain at the time that it was all over all over we're gonna be gunned down by the uh, by the Germans taken as POWs it's all over but go back to the church what were the church doing what were born-again Christians street preachers evangelists doing 1918 what were they doing to warn people about the Spanish flu or 1939 1940 the Dunkirk fiasco what were they saying to people or on D-Day 1944 during the dark days of World War II Britain stood alone America like I say were pacifists for the most part when interested in getting involved yes they were helping Britain behind the scenes but not publicly not out in the open and here we are 2020 a very uh, turbulent and stormy tempestuous start to a new year and again what are Christians doing today well some charismatics are saying they can cure the coronavirus like Jim Baker He's in trouble at the moment in America for claiming to have a cure for the coronavirus, but of course it's going to cost you money. Simon Peter would say on one occasion, silver and gold have I none. And yet these charismatics got plenty of silver, plenty of gold, plenty of money, very wealthy. It seems to me that these charismatics, these Pentecostals, these healers will only assist you, first of all, if you have faith, 
and secondly if you have money but may I remind you back in the book of Exodus no make that <laughs> Acts of the Apostles I got Exodus on the mind at the moment uh, back in Acts of the Apostles on one occasion the Apostle Paul was preaching going out and about street preaching as he was accustomed to do and this young woman kept following him and getting under his skin and saying he's a messenger of the Most High God he brings you the way of salvation so and so forth and after a while Paul snapped and he said to the spirits inside of the girl get out of her in the name of Jesus Christ get out of her and that spirit came out of the girl she wasn't consulted he didn't say to the girl do you have faith for me to do this miracle or this deliverance he just said out and the spirit came out so you don't need to have faith per se to get a blessing to get a healing do you remember Malchus in uh, I think it's John 19 from memory uh, when they came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ Matthew also picks up in fact they all tell the story of uh, Simon Peter overreacting with his sword and slicing Malchus's uh, ear off a servant <coughs> of the high priest and within seconds of the ear coming off the head Christ put it back on to his head no faith necessary he wasn't asked uh, do you want me to put the ear back onto your head do you have faith in me to put the ear back onto your head he just did it boy from Nain Lazarus many examples of the Lord Jesus Christ seeing a situation intervening and healing such a person so just for the record you don't need to have faith to receive a blessing a healing secondly if you really do believe you can do wonderful miracles healings and you've been anointed equipped to do just that then why aren't you busy at the moment in the UK the NHS is almost at breaking point parts of America are still waiting to get the uh, corona test kits uh, to check out whether or not Americans have contracted it Italy is on lockdown Spain Germany France nearly all of Europe are on lockdown I'm sure they would love to have your assistance if you believe in the sign gifts so far no priests in the Church of Rome have gone to heal their Holy Father you see what you believe and what you practice and what you claim to uh, really hold to sounds great when you are giving a talk to people in a nice warm church <laughs> contrast that to the bitterly cold open-air pulpit but when it comes to it when push comes to shove what can you do can you heal anybody we'll go back to 1918 when that Spanish flu endemic became a pandemic spread the whole globe spread around the whole world half a million people made the half a billion people initially caught it and out of, a, uh, out of half a billion a hundred million died no resurrections no healings no laying on of hands why because the sign gifts have ceased and people say it doesn't say in Hebrews Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever yes it does but what's the context high priest interceding he's no longer on the earth is he he's no longer a baby in the in he's no longer walking around Israel with his apostles he's no longer preaching in synagogues or the temple in Jerusalem he is in heaven so that verse from Hebrews 13 verse 8 Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever concerns the Lord Jesus Christ as son of David 
our high priest. All these verses many times get quoted by those who don't really understand the scripture, don't know how to exegete the scripture, they don't really understand hermeneutics, and they listen to their favorite preachers online, and they get swept up in the frenzy and some of the hysteria about just have faith and you can believe. One of our friends lost one of her friends a few months ago. She was a Christian lady. She got cancer. Uh, both of her hands were amputated. Her feet were amputated. And yet she still believed she had been healed. And she said to one of our friends, I have faith. I know that I've been healed. That's the word of faith movement. If I have faith, I can say to the wind, like it is now, be gone, and it will gone. There's a detachment from reality, of course. Go to uh, Revelation chapter 16. There's no doubt about it that the current coronavirus crisis is a prelude to the great tribulation. We won't be around, of course, for that. Although many people will be. Had I known it would be so windy, <laughs> I wouldn't have come up to the open air pulpit this morning. It wasn't this windy when I decided to come up to the pulpit this morning. Uh, but you know me, once I arrive at the pulpit, it's business as usual. We are seeing something which we haven't seen since 1918. A worldwide catastrophe. Potentially 400,000 British people will die this year. It could be more. Worldwide, it could be in the millions. But are you ready to die? Do you know where you go when you die? The last taboo is death. People don't like to talk about death. And yet scripture says uh, how the Lord is always ready and able to receive his dead saints. Precious in the eyes of the Lord are the death of his saints. So we shouldn't be fearful, as I say, and at the same time we should be speaking about what is currently going on and not shying away from it. So Revelation 16 tells us about the tribulation, which will be far worse than it is at the moment, obviously, but what we are seeing now in 2020 is a prelude. It's a picture. That's what will happen during the Great Tribulation. Many of our friends and family and those at our ministry have unsaved relatives. And like I say, we were discussing this after last Sunday service when I finished Exodus 39. And it's the same thing. I've got elderly relatives. I've got a family member here, family member there, blah, blah, blah. And they still won't repent. They're still kicking against the gospel going to take their own chances, if there is a God, such people say, I will have my time with him, i got plenty to say to him, I can't imagine what I would say to him if I wasn't a saved man, I've got to go to the judgment seat of Christ as a saved man of uh, 18 years and answer for my conduct as a saved man. I've got Jesus Christ interceding for me, praise the Lord for that, but if, you're, if you are a lost sinner, nobody is interceding for you. It's like going into a courtroom, judge, prosecutor, 
defense lawyer barrister attorney what have you and you are going to represent yourself well good luck <laughs> if you believe in luck i don't i wouldn't want to take on a professional prosecutor a professional judge an answer for myself some people are arrogant uh, arrogant enough to think they could do so not me revelation 16 look at verse 9 and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of god which hath power over these plagues and they repented not to give him glory he was responsible for the plagues the hailstones the horrendous weather during the tribulation and for now we will say and we do say that the coronavirus is god's permissive will could he stop it yes has he decided to stop it no he's allowing it to run its course 1918 spanish flu could he have stopped it yes did he stop it no he allowed it to run its course world war one world war two same sort of a thing could he have stopped both wars and spread the lives of millions of people including six million jews in world war ii yes he could have done but he chose not to his permissive will war is god's judgment on sin here and i'm going to suggest the coronavirus is god's judgment on sin here but hell is god's judgment on sin hereafter and man mankind was scorched with great heat 16:9, and blasphemed the name of god they don't turn to him and get right with him because at this point in the book of revelation going back to second thessalonians chapter 2 almighty god is pouring out strong delusion on those that won't receive the truth those that have turned from the truth refuse to believe the truth and receive a lie instead for today like evolution like humanism like this will pass away or this will pass off we will get through this we are pretty uh, steady we are a pretty decent people we feel we are special that's what they say they see themselves as uh, the greatest thing since sliced bread and yet a member of the british cabinet is having to self-isolate a member of the french cabinet is having to self-isolate Iran's uh, apostolic, apostolic delegate to Rome died and uh, the Iranian health minister or one of the government ministers in Iran has died people are dying they're dropping like flies because mankind when it comes down to it is just as vulnerable as anyone else we're all basically the same Catholics are in denial they look at the Pope and they see him as this wonderful holy man and they believe he has a closer relationship to the Lord they believe he can intercede for them along with his archbishops cardinals so on and so forth and yet he's on his sickbed <coughs> he's on his sickbed he can't help himself his friends can't help him his his own country his own country Italy or his adopted country he's from uh, Argentina of course but his adopted country is crippled crippled Catholic Church of Rome can't do anything Spain Catholic country crippled France Catholic country about to be crippled what is happening in Italy right now is coming to Britain France and Spain and perhaps America too 
And let's see how the church leaders, some of your celebrity Christians, handle this, what could become a catastrophe. A man was scorched with great heat, a picture of hell of course, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power, which hath power, authority, could stop it, but here he chose not to, over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Kick against it, refuse to bow the knee, they draw closer to the Antichrist, not Christ. They turn further away from the Lord to Satan, to eternal damnation. And it's like the same today, in 2020. Back in 2005, when we had the first major terrorist attack in this country since the IRA, back in the 1980s and 90s, and I remember the IRA very well, a Catholic IRA uh, terrorist organization, but in 2005, when the terror attacks uh, were going off all over London, people were dying on, on uh, buses and on underground trains, people went to the pub, bars, clubs. Contrast that to what the Americans did for a few weeks after 9-11, they went to churches. They became full of uh, worshippers. Whether or not that was real, whether or not those people really received the gospel in such churches is probably unlikely, but at least they turned, uh, in a sense, to Almighty God <coughs> during that dark time, during those dark days. But today, nobody's turning to the Lord as far as I can tell. No religious leaders are calling on Britons to repent, to get born again. 1610. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seats of the beast, like the seat of Peter, the throne of Peter, where the Pope sits on, and yet no Pope has tried to offer anything from the seat of Peter since 1968, when Pope Paul VI tried to condemn Catholics for birth control. And he said to Catholics, if you practice birth control, it is a mortal sin, and if you don't confess that sin to your priest, you'll go to hell forever. That was taught up until 1968. Now hell, like I've been saying over the last several videos, isn't taught so much by the Church of Rome anymore. They are more focused on purgatory, a fictitious place. But here, Seed of the Beast, uh, for today we would say Rome, and uh, when, when uh, John wrote Revelation, of course you had uh, pagan Rome, but 17 and 18 of this book, he's looking at Papal Rome, when the Antichrist arrives, and he works very closely with the false prophet, of course. And his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven, because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. So the tribulation, begins after the rapture of the church and during seven years you've got basically hell on earth it speaks about hell coming from under the earth and roaming on the earth and that wasn't bad enough they're going to kill the two witnesses and the 144,000 are going to be raptured returned to heaven like mission accomplished for them 
but you've got around a billion and a half, maybe two billion people still left on the earth. And Jesus Christ isn't yet ready to return, to rule and reign. So during that time, they are kicking against him. 1918, kicking against him. 1939, 1945, kicking against him. Of course, people did get saved. You understand, during World War II and probably World War I, don't misunderstand me, but for the most part, Britons didn't bow the knee. And here we are, 2020, as far as I can see, so far, I may be wrong, but so far Britons are not bending the knee. Churches are still empty. And of course, for most of those churches, it's just as well. They don't teach anything. But this is the Lord's mercy. This is the time to be saved, if you're not saved. And again, what we are seeing as pre-millennial, pre-tribulational Christians is a prelude to the Great Tribulation. But what we are seeing now is the killer coronavirus crippling advanced countries. And this is the time, like I say, if you're not saved, to be saved. If you catch the coronavirus, it's horrendous. You basically uh, drown in your own fluid. Your lungs fill up with your own fluid and you basically choke on your own fluid. It is horrendous. But before that, you are burning up. You are feverish. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I really wouldn't. I've had colds over the years and that was pretty rough but to get the coronavirus it's not just like your average flu it's far worse than that and it lasts a lot longer and it's highly contagious go to verse 21 16 21 and there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven every stone about the weight of a talent and men and men blaspheme God because of the plague of the hail for the plague thereof was exceeding great time after time those that go through the tribulation those that are being punished during the tribulation are not turning to the Lord they are turning from the Lord and on top of that they are blaspheming his name OMG JC mocking him people know that God is God going back to Romans chapter 1 it says how uh, Christ lights every man that comes into the world but men turn from the light because the deeds are evil and don't want to be received and saved it's pretty bleak it's very depressing as a saved man of 18 years if I was to contract the coronavirus Lord willing I would come through it but I know where I'm going anyway, if I did contract it and didn't recover. But to contract it and not recover and join the thousands of fatalities all over the world is just horrendous. Go back to 1918, 100 million people died of that awful flu and went to hell forever. It's a picture of somebody who lives on this earth, doesn't know the Lord, does their own thing perhaps suffers struggles in this life never really makes uh, an impact leaves no legacy is very quickly forgotten struggles perhaps and then goes to hell forever it's like a double whammy a double 
picture of damnation. So now is the appointed time, now is a day of salvation. And I will keep driving this point home because I want people to be born again, washed in the blood. Uh, it's great to be saved, I love being saved and reading the scripture, but it's not enough just to keep this to myself. And that's why if you are a Christian, if you offer yourself as being a Christian, open your mouth, speak up. Tell your friends and family to be born again. Don't keep it to yourself. One more time, 16.9. A man was scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Tribulation, and yet for today, same sort of a thing. And a fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, Antichrist. And today, the Pope, the Popery, or the Papacy, is a type of the Antichrist. And his kingdom was full of darkness, a bit like most churches today. And they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. 21. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail. For the plague thereof was exceeding great. Man has no interest in God, we know that. Man always turns from God. Going back to Adam and Eve, when the Lord came looking for them, they were turning from him, hiding from him, in fact. And he had to go looking for them. Salvation has always been of the Lord, uh, not mankind. And here we are in the tribulation, same sort of a thing. And John 3:19, and this is a condemnation, Jesus Christ speaking, that light is coming to the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because the deeds were evil. That's why people don't repent. 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. 20. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Two types of people, the saved and the unsaved. You can't sit in a fence when it comes to the Lord. You're either saved or unsaved for him or against him. So this video, a short video from the open-air pulpit this morning is necessary to wake people up, to wake up an apathetic, lukewarm church. And yes, we are living in the Laodicean church, the church of human rights, so-called. And yet, how about God's rights? How about consulting him? How about reading the word of God? How about understanding what he wants and doing what he tells you to do? Like going to the all, uh, all the world, preach the gospel, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. You're saved by believing, and you are damned for not believing. It's as simple as that. Salvation is a free gift. Christ has already atoned for the sins of the world. Now it's down to unsaved people to reach out and receive it. It's so simple. And yet salvation seems to elude so many people. And I think as the year goes on, more and more people are going to fall ill 
there's talk of around 2 million Brits being hospitalised by the end of the year. Some of those people may recover from the coronavirus only to fall ill again, a bit like malaria. You can catch malaria and many British soldiers during World War II that were sent to the Far East court. Malaria and never really fully recovered and sometimes malaria would return and those British soldiers would fall ill again. It's an attack of the immune system, it's like HIV. HIV attacks the immune system, breaks down the immune system and those that have got HIV AIDS can become ill very easily. It could be through a common cold, uh, a chest infection, a, viral, uh, a virus of some kind and after a while your HIV people don't die of AIDS per se, they die of uh, other issues, other uh, problems. Uh, I think it was Freddie Mercury who didn't die of AIDS, he died of uh, another illness which basically killed him off, it finished off his immune system and I can't remember what it was. Uh, but the point is once you get malaria you never fully recover and if you get the coronavirus you may not fully recover uh, from that either and it was pneumonia pneumonia that's what killed Freddie Mercury pneumonia so please if you're not saved get yourself born again once tribulation begins the chances are that those that go through it are going to be destroyed damned 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2 uh, yes people are going to be saved praise the Lord for that uh, but most will not and here we are still very much in the church age people are not turning to the Lord as I would like to see take place the word of God says how they wouldn't turn to the Lord anyway but we still live in hope we have to keep preaching we have to keep getting the gospel out we have to keep pushing on hoping that people are going to repent and get born again not become arrogant uh, puffed up and think they are going to be able to beat the rap and even if they do avoid the coronavirus and most people probably will uh, avoid the coronavirus they're still going to die one day and when they die they will hit the judgment so either way you can't escape God's justice and judgments we need redemption not religion and I, I will keep saying this I keep saying that because too many people that are religious are only religious doing their good deeds uh, never preach the gospel in fact last month's newsletter we updated an article on a victim of the ecumenical movement who thought he was doing good by traveling to Iraq in 2006 never once opened his mouth to Muslims that he came into contact with about the Lord Jesus Christ it's almost like he was ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ and he was arrested held against his own will going back to God's permissive will was released thanks to British Special Forces flew back to Britain and still wouldn't open his mouth wouldn't call on people to believe on the, on the Lord Jesus Christ and yet someone like uh, uh, Tyson Fury the British boxer said he's born again does preach does share the truth with people and praise the Lord for Tyson and uh, other uh, famous Christians every so often open their mouths and that's good that's good we need to see more of that we need to be 
uh, hearing a lot more from those who have platforms to share the gospel. It would, be, it would be wonderful if the Queen would address the nation. The last time she addressed the nation from memory was when uh, Princess Diana died. And even then, didn't call on a uh, day of prayer, didn't call anybody to repent. I mean, she really could say so much and do so much. And the Pope of Rome, the so-called Christian leader, could address the world tonight and say, this is God's judgment. God is angry with the wicked every day. He hates all workers of iniquity. He could say that. He could really put the fear of God into people if he wanted to. He could say, we've aborted millions of children since the late 1960s. We've turned from God. And the Queen of England could say, we've turned from the King James Bible. We've allowed same-sex marriages. We've allowed people to do their own thing. We are allowing children to kill children. We are allowing society to break down even more. We are allowing all sorts of wickedness and yet doesn't say a word. And she'll be judged for that. The Pope and all of his pre predecessors will be judged for it. But so too are we, those of us which are saved at the judgment seat of Christ. We too will be judged for remaining silent, for being quiet, for fear of upsetting the apple cart. Well, count me out. I've got plenty to say. And Lord willing, I will return to the open-air pulpits in the coming days, if it's not so uh, blustery. But again, join me this coming Sunday, please, when I attempt to finish the book of Exodus, and then after that, Jonah, and God willing, the Psalms, and if you want any Bible tracts uh, from us, drop us a line and we will get some tracts to you. Uh, but share Christ, get the gospel out, don't sit on your hands, uh, don't be, uh, be too defeatist. And I think we are living in very interesting times when we could do so much more. In this country, just a quick thought, in this country we have two famous Catholics in government. We have the Foreign Secretary and the Leader of the House both Roman Catholic. One was a former Jew who converted to Catholicism. It's now the Foreign Secretary and of course the leader of the house, a very famous Catholic, could do so much. And these guys claim to follow Christ. They claim to know him. Of course they don't. They are part of a counterfeit church. But my point remains that they could, if they really believed what they said about the Lord Jesus Christ, could open their mouths and call on sinners to repent, to get born again, to prepare for the killer coronavirus to get even worse and to take out maybe five or six million people. That's been a figure put out by some people and it's, that's, that's not an exaggeration. If two million Brits could be hospitalized by the end of this year, if 400,000 could die by the end of the year, how about other countries? It could be in the millions. And these famous professing Christians who claim to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, who claim to be in the one true church, how they love that smug description, the one true church, and yet when it comes to it, absolutely silence. Silence. And they go back to the gentleman that we wrote about last month, a victim, and they are victims of the ecumenical movement. But anyway, I shan't go down that route from a very blustery, almost gale force uh, wind or a gale force wind at the open air pulpit this morning.
read your Bibles, look up, share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, turn to him, don't run from him like those will do in Revelation 16, but run to him, receive him, and he will receive you. And uh, may the Lord bless you all, in Jesus' name, amen and amen.